Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome everyone back to Virtually Amazing and this week we are back to normal, whatever normal is, Joe. (laughs) Yes, you're back in Israel, I'm still in London, so yeah, it's kind of normal. Kind of normal, back to, you know, I was, we were in Florida for three weeks, so the last couple of episodes we recorded while I was out there, uh, which was lovely, Uh, but it is nice to be back in my own environment, and we've been back for, we got back, we landed back last Wednesday morning, today's Thursday, the 4th of November, so I think it's safe to say I'm more or less back in the same time zone now um, because I had a seven hour time lag. Um, you, the, the, the US is seven hours behind me here. So that's quite a lot of jet lag to uh, the, the first few days were just pretty, pretty horrid. So, uh, yeah, that was that. But it's good to be back. Good to be back. So what have you been up to since we last spoke? My children had their COVID vaccine. Um, and following day, I had a call from the school. Could you come and pick one up? Because there was a little, not nothing significant, nothing major, but he was just not right. Oh, yeah. He had to be ill. He turned down lunch. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the next, the, then the next one came home at the normal time. He neither of them ate any dinner, so I knew that they weren't right. But they made up for it the next morning by eating the equivalent of three meals in one breakfast and off they went again so it's just you know that minor and both of them complain about pain in their arms so that's all done um and I'm looking forward to going away on Sunday for a few days so Yes, lots yeah. and lots of exciting things. Excellent, excellent. So we had a great trip to Florida with, uh, I mean, the best part, obviously, was seeing Elizabeth, our daughter, and son-in-law, Ruben, and the two kids, Rosie and Max, who were just a delight. Um, we helped um, them move into their uh, into their house where they're renting for the next year, hopefully, at least a year, because they moved. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I know Joe and I have talked about it. Elizabeth and Ruben had to move um, three or four times within the last four months with two small children and all their stuff. So uh, their stuff was in storage. So they finally got all their stuff from New York out of storage and it's all unpacked. And we were there to help, which was really good. Um, really, really good. So we had a really great time and we managed to take a day out in the middle, well, an overnight, and we went to the Kennedy Space Center, which was just stunning. Then the first week when we were jet lagged from arriving, we 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 did a, a day in Miami itself, which we've done before. Um, we went on a boat ride around um, the bay. So you go in this boat ride and you see where all the rich and famous live on this little uh, island, which is just off Miami. It's in, you can't imagine these houses, just can't imagine them. You know, people like Shakira lived there and Al Capone had a villa there and all sorts of people like that. So you go on this boat and the sun was shut. It was just idyllic and it was just a really nice thing to do. And then we went and we had a wander around um, Miami Art Deco area. Oh. So there is a, a like a square mile. I think it's a, no, it's not even a square mile, but it's a, 
uh, an area that is all Art Deco, the main road, all the all the buildings, mm. uh, and and it's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, although quite sad at the moment mm. because a lot of the hotels are not working, or you know, vac- you know, like everywhere in the world, there's been a, you know suffered yeah. from the pandemic. But it was still nice. We sat, we had a cocktail, and and we wandered around and. It, it was just really nice, and and then uh, and I forgot to put my phone on silent, listeners. It's uh, it keeps beeping me, so let me do that right now. It's not going to beep again. So yes, I know that was really lovely. But the best bit was obviously spending time with the with the kids. So that was just just lovely. Uh, and then we got back, and then of course in the middle, the middle week uh, while we were there, I more or less worked. I think every day, um, mm-hmm. more or less, because we had two days where we recorded podcast episodes. Yeah. And I delivered training on two of the other days as well. So um, I, I hired a, a Regis office for each of those sessions, uh, which worked really well. And, you know, if I, when we go back next year, because we will be going back, please God, we'll go back once a year at least to see them, because um, it's not a journey that my daughter and son-in-law can undertake with two small children. It's a 13-hour flight. Um, and the idea of going on a plane with two little ones for that length of time doesn't bear thinking about, does it? I take it they wouldn't sleep? Well, they might sleep, but they'd be completely out of sorts, and then there'd be a whole day behind themselves. So when they got here, um, they'd be the night before, so they'd be ready to go to sleep. The the journey here also, we left there at 12 o'clock lunchtime, so we, we arrived at 7am the next morning in Israel, but on our body clocks, it was still midnight the night before. So uh, the idea of two tiny ones doing that, just kind of how do you, you couldn't cope with it. Anyway, so so we're, we're plotting when we can fit in a trip. Oh, steady on. <laughs> steady on. Steady on, You know, we, we travel a lot, but we never go on holiday, Joe. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we only ever travel to, at the moment to see our kids because um, we have three children in three different countries so yeah that's what we do but uh, yeah so so that was that was the best bit was seeing was seeing them because I always say to people what was the best bit so uh, yeah. yeah well the, the pictures of you and your grandchildren were just very very lovely that you posted so yeah. it looked like you had a wonderful time yeah I did I did we were both did we both did anyway back on to what's on the menu for today today we're going to be talking to Claire Lockie um, and um, I'm not going to say any more I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll see what we're going to chat about it's going to be fun we'll see you in a minute Welcome back, listeners. And we've now been joined by the wonderful Claire Lockie. And I don't know about anybody else, but Claire, I do apologize because I keep wanting to say Lockley and I don't oh. know why. <laughs> I keep wanting yeah. to put an L in there. Everybody does, yeah, that invisible L. That invisible <laughs> L. Anyway, but it's Claire Lockie. So Claire, welcome very much to Virtually Amazing the Podcast. And I'd love you to tell our listeners who you are and what your business journey has been. Where did you kind of start from and what do you do now? Brilliant. So um, hello, everybody. Hi, listeners. My name is Claire Lockie, um, and I am a um, a content strategy coach and mentor for uh, predominantly virtual assistants these days. Um, but I did start off as a VA uh, four and a half years ago. 
I started my business. Um, I was working part time as a careers advisor in a university. Um, prior to that, I had qualified and worked as a VA for, for lots of years. And then I'd moved into, into careers advice. And my little boy was only two. So I was um, working part time in a university. And then I had always wanted to be self-employed. My parents had both been self-employed my whole life. And it was always something that I knew that I would do. I just thought it would be in hospitality um, <laughs> because we grew up in the restaurant business. Um, and where I was working at the time was part of an innovation um, center for startups. And I'd always wanted, I'd had this idea of a virtual assistant kind of um, business. And I kind of found a client by accident and I it, it spurred me to um, register the business really and get started. And it was only ever going to be sort of a side hustle kind of thing. Um, and I did that. I registered in the June and then by the November, I'd matched what I was earning in my job. Wow. And I kind of got to the point where I was now working 18 hours there and I was kind of doing, you know, this on the side. And my little boy was only two. And I kind of said to my husband, I've got to make a decision here. I've got to decide whether I'm going to back myself and whether this is a viable business that I'm going to commit to and grow. Or is this only ever going to be a side hustle? And absolutely, there was no question. I handed in my notice. <laughs> I've always felt like a square peg in a round hole in jobs um, from being made redundant and kind of careers is quite, um, it's yeah. government contracts and things like that. So they're only ever 12 or 18 months. And I was just so fed up of this, you know, short term moving, how mm -hmm. to start. And it's, it's a lot. And I wanted to, I never felt like I was fulfilling my potential. I never felt that I was valued. I never felt that I was giving everything that I had to give. And I just, this opportunity, it was too good mm. to me. So yeah, I quit. And then that was, yeah, that'd be probably four years ago around now um, <clears throat> that I gave him my notice. So I continued as a general admin VA, you know, as, as you do when you start out, you do anything and everything. Can I do it? Yes, absolutely. You know, my ideal client was alive and would pay me. That was <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the only criteria I had at that point. Um, and I did, like, you know, a bit of everything and everything and spent those kind of first 12 months finding my feet and sort of deciding. And I got to the point where... I was working about 50 hours a week and my little boy was still any small at this point. He still wasn't in school. He was only three. But I was working 50 hours a week, you know, sort of ranging between 15 to 20 pounds an hour. And I, I kind of got to breaking point. And I said to my husband again, I've got to make a decision. I've got to decide I could go to work, you know, and earn more than this and work fewer hours. Is that what I want to do? Um, and it wasn't it wasn't at all what I wanted to do. Um, I loved the business, but I realized I needed to start getting a little bit more savvy and a little bit more strategic about how I was running it. You know, if I was going to make this into a serious, profitable business, that the only person that could do that was me. You know, nobody was going to do it for me, that you haven't got a supervisor kind of cheering you along. You haven't got somebody to tell you what your targets are. You have to be the person to set those and you have to be the person to motivate yourself to do it. So the way that I did that, I, I started to kind of package up and I started to increase my prices and I started to drop retainers and things like that. And then um, I am a Canva certified creative um, and a Canva creator now. And I loved Canva and I was very slowly kind of finding my niche, which was in working with female coaches in um, development of digital resources and assets. So whether that was the courses, um, because of my careers background, you know, I have a lot of um, 
experience in writing courses and creating training and things like that. I've written accredited training for colleges and things like that. So I really started to kind of hone my skills and what I enjoyed doing and very naturally what was lighting me up and what I was getting the best feedback from. And the business then in 2019 transitioned into what became the content stylist. And I focused on content. So this is where the content kind of strategy yeah. started. Um, and that, yeah, I realized very quickly that I, again, I had so much more than just design to give, you know, just making things look pretty. The thing that really lit me up was the strategy and the helping women get ideas out of their heads into tangible assets that they could sell and grow their business and share value and seeing women be able to do that and the confidence and you know empowerment that they that gave them empowered me to do more of what I was doing um, so I did that and I, I kind of within about 18 months I halved my working hours and doubled my money basically wow. Um, so that was really powerful in moving away from trading time for money, getting off that kind of hamster wheel of time for money, glass dealing kind of thing. And again, I found my confidence, found my feet, kind of hit a glass ceiling of, right, okay, what's next? You know, where am I going to go from here? Um, and I decided to host a, a Canva workshop, my first webinar, first paid webinar. And I did it for £14 a ticket last March. It was only, it was only last year, 2000, uh, 2020. And I had about 13 women sign up and they all loved it and it really again it ignited my passion for training and it was at that point that I realized I get so much more enjoyment out of empowering and teaching women how to do it than doing it for them and that was a real pivotal yeah. moment for me um, and then yeah it went from there I, I wrote another little a little three-part course and did that and then um, a couple of ladies reached out to me and said like could we work with you on a one-to-one -one basis you know and that was then the move into coaching and then they kept renewing and asking for more and it just it grew from there very slowly over the next kind of six to nine months I let go all of my done for you providers and uh, yeah stepped into a role as a coach and mentor and that kind of brings us up where we are today um so I support women through one-to-one -one coaching um, and mentoring but I also I absolutely adore training and writing training and live training so I've I've run seven courses now um written and run seven courses in the last 18 months which I've absolutely loved so that's where I am today Wow, very, very impressive, very impressive, very impressive. That is some yeah. output, seven courses written and delivered. A couple of them, a couple of them are repeats. I've run a couple of them twice, yeah. um, so done a couple of hours, but I really love live training. I don't do a huge amount of recorded training because I just love live training. I love that energy. I love the real-time reaction of women going like, oh, my God, that's, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. just the some the way that you say something sometimes is so powerful and we take that for granted that actually just sometimes the way you can explain it to somebody mm -hmm. is the way that just clicks yeah you know in and their head and that's what sort of changing what sort of topics are you are you training people on i find that really interesting ah so there's a couple of um a couple of areas so canva is um a big passion of mine um obviously i work really closely with canva so i do a lot of training in canva but i do i specialize in organic content strategy so lead magnets lead generation sales funnels um things like sales pages but then 
um, I've done courses in, it's all around content. It's all based around content oh, strategy. Okay. Yeah, so we, I've done lead magnets list and leveling up, which was lead magnet space, content clarity, um, elevate your brand. So all kind of moves around those pillars of lead generation content, yeah. alignment, copy. But then I have this wild card, which I, I think everybody should have a wild card pillar in their business. And mine is skills and development. And that came from wondering how I could bring this passion for training and careers advice because I love being a careers advisor it wasn't the careers advice I didn't love it was all the red tape you know <laughs> that I didn't enjoy but how I could incorporate that into the business and um, so yeah skills and development is a big passion of mine as well okay so how do you advise what do you advise people to do in the skills and let's, let's talk about skills and development which is kind of an area close to my heart as our <laughs> listeners will kind of guess being as that's what I do I develop your Microsoft Office skills so so what do you advise your your coaches mentees clients to do with regards to skills and development so for me I'm, I'm an avid lifelong learner I'm doing my master's at the moment in senior leadership that's because I I just love learning and I have you know such a growth mindset in that I think we should always be expanding but skills for me, it's not so much always about the practical skills mm. as I find a lot of the women that I, I work with, they're so skilled, you know, they have so much value, but they find it very hard to connect the pieces of the puzzle together from all of their walks of life and their corporate careers from, you know, different things that have happened to them. They can't speak about it in a way that they, they can't articulate what that means in their business you know so there's a difference between being able to say you can do something but being able to show you know and tell people that um so what I what we work on is really looking at who these women are as people you know so it's not just physical skills it's traits it's personality and it's it's working out what those skills mean in their business what those skills mean in terms of value and impact that they make and how that connects with their ideal client on a deeper level and then that kind of you know um what's the word I'm looking for it transfuses into everything you know if so I'm very passionate about helping women find this confidence and this self-assurance in who they are and the value that they bring you know as a starting point and then the rest you can have all the strategy in the world to grow your business but unless you can tell people what you're good at and why none of it's going to work <laughs> you yeah. know so that's really foundational for me so it's about looking at your skill sets you know your physical skills but it's also looking at your your traits and your personality and crafting and designing a business that is a positive um influence on that and creating environments where you are at your best you know so we're not about fitting into boxes here we're yeah. about you know if you haven't got a seat at the table make a new table <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah so that's what yeah. I'm really passionate about is just helping okay. women to find out who they are you know what kind of business they want to design who they want to be great Joe, have you got any questions I, I feel that there's some questions bubbling up there <laughs> I, I'm just um I think a bit flabbergasted I, I'm kind of the masters on top of everything else that's <laughs> a six-year-old yeah I don't make things easy for myself but I'm just one of those people that 
I the opportunity came up and I really believe in fate I'm a big believer I um I was due to do a master's after I graduated when I was 21 I'm 36 now um and I got glandular fever I got I got poorly and I lost my place um on the master's course and I just never got around to it and then last year this opportunity just came up um, and it's a master's apprenticeship, so I've only paid 5% um, because it's government funded. And I just think sometimes life serves you things for a yeah. reason and yeah. you've just got to make it work. It was terrible timing just as COVID hit. I've got a six year old. I'm running a full time business, but you can't look opportunities like that. No, you know? no, no. You've got to go for it. And it's been yeah. one of the best things I've done. It's just like I said, I'm a real avid lifelong learner. So it's it, it sounds so exciting for, for somebody who's never even done a degree. <laughs> you know, a university just wasn't part of my agenda or a possibility. But but um, I am really highly impressed with that because I think it is just such an exciting Thank thing you. to do. Really. It really, really is. And the apprenticeship is such an exciting element to it because it's it's my business, you know, I'm working on it from my business. So it's it's just up leveled my learning, you know, my ability. Mm. And that that impacts the way that I can serve my clients as well, just to yeah. a much, much higher level. Um, and it's helped me be a lot more strategic about my bigger vision, you know, my bigger mission and what I want to do and the impact that I want to make, not just this year, not just next year, but you know, what's my legacy going to be? How, where do I see the business growing? And, wow, you know, I'm really passionate about this as well. Success is very different to everybody, you know, yeah. and this is what yeah. it's about. It's about designing your version of success, not worrying about what anybody else is doing, you know? Yeah. What does success look like to you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what, what was the, you said it was a master's in leadership. Senior what, what, leadership, yeah. Senior leadership. So, so what was your degree in? I did history (laughs) British history yeah that's a bit of a jump isn't it from from history to to, to leadership absolutely how did that come about well I think obviously you know I grew up in very very rural North Wales when I was you know left college at 18 and I just wanted to leave I just wanted to leave Wales really Um, and I (laughs) you know that's that's the the quality of career advice you know 20 years ago um they were just happy I was going to university and I just kind of picked what do I really love I love history right I'll go and do a history degree no idea didn't want to be a teacher I knew that and actually I find it really funny that I don't enjoy teaching children but I absolutely love adult education yeah, I agree I agree yeah. with that I agree because with that. I think the experience of teaching somebody with 20 more years life experience is a completely different ball game you know and I just I love that aspect of it of being able to take that life experience and say well what does this mean how can we utilize this how can we leverage this and this again is what I'm super super passionate about is how can we leverage you to the best you know degree in your business yeah and it's really interesting I I prefer teaching adults mainly because children have no choice but to be in the classroom yeah Um, and some of them will love to be there I was one of those nerdy ones that liked being in the classroom (laughs) but not everybody is like that and there's going to be many children that don't want to be in your particular lesson yeah so when people come on my courses they come on they've chosen haven't been sent nobody else has told them to do it yeah um so it's a completely different experience because they're excited to learn what you're going to teach them so 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 that's why I always have preferred teaching adults and you know I I get on very well with children but I wouldn't want to be in a classroom also there's so much red tape in teaching nowadays (laughs) 
yes yeah my my sister's a teacher my niece is a teacher my sister-in-law's a teacher not for me not for me (laughs) not in the classroom (laughs) yeah real bucket list thing to to you know go back after I've done my master's and to potentially um teach you know within the university that's something I've like talking to them about I'd love to do that because they they do a degree on entrepreneurship um which I'd love be yeah I'd love to be involved with so definitely in the pipeline I think (laughs) I have to ask are you still based in North Wales no I'm in Lincoln now (laughs) whereabouts in North Wales were you we, I grew up in Barmouth, which is... Um, yeah, I know Barmouth. Yeah, we had a restaurant right at the bottom of the prom. Uh, my mom and right, dad, OK, yeah. I know exactly where you are. Then. Yeah, stayed there for 18 years and left, left to go to university, and I didn't go back then. Went to Newcastle University, stayed up there, um, met, my, met my husband when we were... Tw- well, he wasn't my husband when we were 23, but met, met when we were 23, and then we moved to Lincoln for his job. Um, yeah, but again, that was very quick. Um, we hadn't been together a year. He got made redundant, and less than four weeks from him being made redundant, we moved to Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I'd never been here. But again, there's there's this theory called planned happenstance, and it's really, really <laughs> interesting if you want to Google it, about kind of opportunities only exist for you. And it's kind of this theory of right place, right time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really interesting theory. Google it and have a little look. But... Oh, I will look at that. That yeah, sounds really super interesting. interesting. Yeah. Sounds super interesting. Super interesting. So what um what 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 would help our, our audience the most? What do you think? Have you got like top three tips that you could yeah reel off me putting you on the spot there um so apologies for putting you on the no spot. it's fine um, but have you got some top tips that our li- that would help our listeners in their skills development journey I think so what what I always um suggest that my clients do is to is to kind of conduct like a skills audit of themselves and I am a big big believer in there's no such thing as strengths and weaknesses as I don't like SWOT analysis because I don't believe that anything is a strength or a weakness it's um it's contextual you know something that you would consider a weakness in one context could be a strength in another situation or environment so I don't want you know you lovely listeners to think as you know you are lacking in areas or you are stronger in areas it's about knowing what you have to work with and how to best leverage that in your business so I definitely advise some kind of skills audit and the way that I do that is and this this again is when you come out of the corporate world into running your own business, you forget that you get to make the decision. Yes. There are no rules, yeah. <laughs> you know. So th- and this is what happened to me is you tend to come out as being a VA and you, you, anything that you can do, you offer, you know, and, and you go into it. And even if you can't do it, you'll learn how to do it, you know, <laughs> in your own time. And I get that and that we all go through that stage, you know, of that learning curve. But it's really important to be very intentional and receptive about the things that you really enjoy doing you know take notice take notice of when your energy is lifted take you know I used to save my canvas stuff to the to the end because it was almost like a treat doing Mm. it you know and I would and I I want all of these lovely listeners to be at a point where everything on their to-do list excites them yeah yeah so yeah I'd, I'd kind of really intentionally sit down and look at take away the fear of money take away the fear of upsetting clients and things like that remove all of that and just look at it very impartially of what do I love doing because there is a theory around 
flow being in this state of flow mm-hmm. um, and the energy that that brings it's really important if you can work out what gets you into that place you can then make sure you're in that place as much as possible and you can build a business and an environment around that that you know enables you to do it so it's not just your ideal clients for example it's not all about them you know mm-hmm. you're it's about you it's about who do you enjoy working with who do you work with better you know do you work with people who are similar to you do you like working with people who are very different to you who brings out the best in you you know so it's this is the thing we, we build our businesses with everybody else in mind and we forget about the person at the heart of it and you can't pour from an empty cup you know mm-hmm. yeah. the happier yeah. you are the more self-assured you are think of um you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs you can't be in that state of esteem or self-actualization without those foundational things of safety belonging you know feeling secure so we want to work on those basics and as much as possible create an environment so work out what you love doing work out what you save on your to-do list think about the clients that you love what is it? What, do they, what are the commonalities? And that will help you start to realise this niche, realise this area of potential, you know, and do more of the things that you love. For me, I'm an introvert. So I'm a what I call like a confident introvert. So <laughs> I'm OK talking to new people, but I find it quite draining you know so I'll do it and I'm fine but then I need to sit down in a quiet room for an hour (laughs) and have a little lie down so I know in my business that I work well when I have a week on coaching and then a week off so all of my coaching is bi-weekly and that is as much about it suits my clients as that fills my cup and it allows me weeks of downtime weeks to be creative weeks without pressure of showing up you know so it's as much as tapping into how you know you work best as it is working for your clients so yeah that's 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 a really (laughs) really great insight Claire I love that um I often describe myself as an introverted or an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert (laughs) one or the other again as a trainer I show up I'm a big personality in the training room or on a webinar um do really well but then afterwards I just need space. Yeah. In fact, in fact, we were we we uh, we were in Miami recently, and we took a day out. We went to the Kennedy Space Center. I'll just digress a little, uh, and we went in the shop as you do, and all these places that you have to go in the shop. And I wanted to buy some. I really did want to buy something. My I was my I had my my mind was blown by Kennedy Space Center. It was wow. amazing, absolutely incredible. <laughs> if you get the opportunity to go to any space, center, oh, I'd love to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just what they did was just mind-blowing. Anyway, in the shop, they had these insulated cups, you know, the ones you take your coffee around with you. And I bought the one that said on it, I need my space. (laughs) Yeah. So that completely resonates with me. So that was your first tip to kind of work out what you love and how you can be in flow. Have you got any other nuggets to share? I'd say it's... I am not a big fan. And, and these are these are things I've started working on. And again, I think this comes with confidence and self-assurance of I, I shared a post about this a couple of weeks ago of not always. I never used to know what I actually thought about things, like what I thought about things, because I'd be so influenced and so yeah. 
you know, overwhelmed with all this messaging around me. And recently, over the last year or so, I've really started to think about the terminology around us that we surround ourselves in. And one phrase that in particular stuck out to me was um, know your worth, you know, charge your worth in particular. I totally agree with knowing your worth. I don't agree with charging your worth because I don't understand how you can put a price on your worth. You know, Um, the other thing is this is probably a great nugget of advice is the important thing to remember is your value and your skills are not conditional. Okay, so if somebody says no to you or somebody says it's too expensive or, or you, you know, you see something, the value of your skills doesn't change dependent on or it's not conditional on what other people think. Yeah, that's probably my biggest advice is to keep reminding yourself that, you know, your worth and your value is detached from your business, your personal worth, your personal value. And when you can start to see that detachment and you can start to feel more assured about who you are and how you want to show up and the business you want to build and you bring it back to the basics of your mission and your values and how you want to live those through your business and the difference you want to make in the life of the people that you work with, I think it becomes much simpler, (laughs) you know? So strip out the overwhelm, strip out the things that don't serve you, the social norms, the language, the comparison, you know? Get rid of it and and go back inside, you know? Turn inward because you are great. Everybody has greatness in them, you know? But we often lose we lose sight and connection with it ourselves mm-hmm. and then because we're not connected to it we can't project it yeah, yeah we can't we can't help other people connect yeah. to it yeah so we have to be connected it starts with you and you know that's that's really key I think wow amazing fantastic Claire it's been an amazing interview I can't believe we've been talking for almost oh, half an hour the time has just completely <laughs> yeah. blown away that was just insightful. So listeners, oh. all Claire's details will be on the web page that goes with the podcast. So you'll be able to get in touch with her. And I think I'm going to say highly recommend having a chat with Claire yeah. afterwards to help you connect with you to grow your business. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what come out for me from today's chat. Can um, I make three recommendations? I've just popped into my mind. Yes, with pleasure. Lovely. Three lovely books. I think you should go and read ladies okay the first one is mel robbins the um five second rule go and read that it's life-changing untamed by glennon doyle an incredible incredible this is all kind of topical to what we've been talking about today so if you want to see a little bit of reading around these and you want to step into the sort of empowered space um, and the other book is um uh dare dare to lead brene brown they Brene Brown, really, she's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I just adore. I wish I said to my um, tutor, I wish I could do a master's in Brene Brown. I just think she's sensational. She talks a lot about vulnerability um, and shame and things like that. And yeah, three incredible, amazing ladies. Um, three three books to go and read. So okay, great. Joe, I, I see you making a note there. If you could ping them over to me afterwards, we'll yeah, we'll I, pop I, them as resources on the webpage. Yeah. I've, I've written those down. Yeah. I didn't write, I didn't have a pen to hand. So <laughs> I, I relied on Joe. I relied on Joe. But there, Claire, thank you very much for You're coming so and joining us on the podcast. This podcast is going to air on 
where are you? On the 15th of November. So not next Ooh, Monday, the following one. Exciting. So two weeks time. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to listening. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. You're welcome. Welcome back, listeners. Wasn't that a fantastic chat we just had there with Claire Jo? Yeah, Claire is just so enthusiastic. It's really lovely when you speak to somebody who is clearly so passionate about their subject and their interests, and um, it's very uplifting and inspiring. Yeah, it's great to, to have enthusiasm. That's really important. And that really was the theme of what she was talking about, because if you're enthusiastic or about the things that you do and you do the things that you really enjoy, that comes across and that helps yeah. other people that you work with. So I think I think that was great. And of course, from my point of view, building your skills, I mean, mine are practical Microsoft Office skills, of course, yeah. um, is definitely something that I would recommend because when you have better skills, you can get jobs done either to a better standard or faster Either of those are going to please your clients. If you can do them better to a better standard, your, your clients are going to be wowed and they're going to want more of you or they're going to recommend you to other people or they're going to say, no, I don't want to recommend you. I want you off myself. Um, you know, there's that as well. So, you know, from that point of view, or if you can get them done faster, you know, if you can, although that you won't charge that client more, it means you've now got space in your diary for another client. Um, because you've freed up some editing or, you know, whatever it might yeah. be, branding, wording, spreadsheet yeah. work, whatever it is, because you can do it faster. Um, so I, I definitely think, you know, investing in your skills development, obviously I'm talking about Microsoft Office, but it could be other skills that you need to invest in. You yeah. know, do, when, no, do when, I, any I, other skills spring to mind? I think that it, it's really important and it, it you know, it's, it's important that when we transition from employee, where we might have had a training budget or there might have been the in-house workshops or whatever, it's important that you take that ethos with you as a self-employed person because business doesn't stay still. I mean, I can remember, and, and I know that you can as well, when we first started with Microsoft 3 and, and you know, all of those, it, it what we use then is no relation to what we're using yeah. now. And you have to keep your skills current to remain viable for potential clients. And it could be Microsoft, it could be um, email marketing, it could be general administration you know and buying courses is absolutely great but also to support buying courses read blogs network with people in your industry and learn from them how are they doing things skills is you know it, it it's a whole range of things isn't yeah. it Absolutely. It's not just the practical, click this button, do that. It's definitely yeah. how you approach a problem. Um, you know, there are uh, skills in difficult conversation handling, negotiation, yeah. all of those things are skills. And we're not born with all of them. So no. some people are going to be brilliant negotiators and others won't have a clue. I'm a terrible negotiator. I'll just say that up front. 
Uh, my husband hates it when we go shopping, you know, somewhere where you're yeah. supposed to barter, because there are places where you're supposed to barter. I'm hopeless. Yeah. I can't barter but for my life. If we if we think about this podcast, how many times have we spoken to people like Stephanie Weeham, who extolled the virtues of Canva while I was just putting my head in my hands thinking <laughs> <laughs> we can't all have the same skills exactly. all to the same level. Yeah. And, you know, I can kind of scrape through. But if I needed Canva, I'd find somebody who enjoys Canva. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's you have to be bring your A game if you want to sell me your Canva services. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's that's kind of what it was about. But it was a fantastic chat. Yes. And, uh, and I hope, listeners, that you have taken away some useful nuggets from that. And coming up over the next few weeks, we've got some real... Uh, well, we've got more really wonderful episodes coming up. So do listen in every week and uh, let us know. Let us know. You can email me, Shelley at tomorrowsva.com or joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk. Please do email us and tell us what you like and what you don't and what you've loved about the podcast. I'd love to know what your favorite episode has been, if you have one, or your top three, for example, because this helps us with our planning going forward. And we are already uh, have podcasts scheduled for recording that will take us through to February of 2022. And we are now starting to think about what we're going to do from the end of February 2022. So we'd love to get your input on where you'd like this podcast to go. So as I said, you all our contact details are on the webpage and you'll be able to get in touch with us. And also do leave us a review. Um, reviews really help us to promote the podcast to a wider audience. And if you know somebody who'd enjoy it, share it with them. Don't keep it to yourself. So with that in mind, I think as it's um, six o'clock here in Israel, four o'clock for you, you can, you can go and have a cup of tea, Joe. Yes. Uh, yes. Four o'clock. I'm going to go and make supper. So uh, we will love you and leave you till next week. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.